Welcome to Mystery Bible. My name is Ken Promise. I am your host. Last week, we took a slight detour and we looked at a condition of the human being we label the Israelites, those, uh, the children of Israel as they came out of Egypt. And we focus on the, their faith or their belief system and how they look and how they perceive anything that approaches them. And we know that this leads to their destruction. And it's very important that you guys get it. I'm trying to show you some insights based on human behavior, basically, uh, from the point of view of the children of Israel as they are coming out of uh, Egypt. And Egypt in the Bible represents the world, if you will. And I wanted to show you guys that we are in the world, but not of it, the Bible tells us. And we have been programmed just like the children of Israel. And, but we, from this, uh, from us observation, from our looking at them, hopefully that we can get some insight so that we can apply it in our life and get some, some stuff that we want, some of our needs, uh, desires and wants, have them met, have these expectations fulfilled in our life so that we can enjoy uh, some of our days here on this earth. And so last week, I spent some time just uh, showing you the condition of the children of Israel, their perception of how they look at things and how they look at situations that come up in their walk of faith, because it is a walk of faith that all of us are on. And that walk of faith is to get to that promised land, whatever that is in your life. But in the children of Israel, it was this specific location um, and God was bringing it to them. But before he started, he said to them, before they start, he says, I have given it to you already. So he declared to them that he's already given it to them. Even with that information, they fell apart. And you and I do the same, guys. And so we are no different than them. But this journey that we are here, especially this aspect here, as they're walking into going to the, um, going to the promised land and heading in that direction, as situations in life comes up before them, so we are looking at their reaction to all of these situations that come up before them. We are currently in the book of Josephus, the historian, and he gives so much more information as to the condition of the uh, children of Israel, their perception every time a situation arises. And so we want to look at all of them as we are journeying through the different um, uh, advantages, the, the different um, how we are looking at it. We're looking at it from the Bible. We're looking vantage point, as I have been saying. So we're looking right now. Uh, this is our second uh, podcast based on the vantage point of Josephus, the historian, with these incidents or these situations that arise in the children of Israel as they're walking into their, uh, towards their, um, their promised land, the promise that God had given to them. And what we did last week was we focused on a little phrase, and then we embellish a little on that, about by fixing their attention upon nothing but 
their present misfortune and they didn't get anything why because as they focused their attention on that it became a big monster if you will and then that um, fearfulness all of the murmuring everything spread like wildfire to the whole of those hundreds of thousands of people that were there. It wasn't just a few. There were hundreds of thousands. We read about them when they were leaving. So this hundred of thousands of people got in unison, and they all came against uh, Moses. But their perception was they were looking at bitter water. Moses' perception that he was looking at an opportunity for God to show himself great. And so this is the difference in one's perspective and the outcome based on that uh, perspective. And so it is very important that we pay attention here in Josephus' vantage point so that you guys can get some lessons out of it for your personal life. I don't care who you are that is listening to this podcast. You are going through something. And I want to tell you whatever it is can only um, be, you can only obtain your victory by changing your perception of that problem. Don't focus your attention on the problem by fixing their attention upon uh, nothing but their present misfortune as the title of the other podcast. Don't do it. It is not how you are going to get your uh, desired outcome. There's no way. You cannot, because as you focus on it and just focus on it's going to get bigger, it's going to get uh, in your mind, it's going to get bigger and bigger, and you're going to believe that you cannot um, come out of it. And when you believe that you can't come out of it, guess what? You're not going to come out of it. Not until you begin to switch your perspective when you're looking at the same situation. Look at Moses. He's looking at the same exact thing, that this thing was given bitter water. But his response was to pray and ask God to make that water drinkable, make it sweet. And that was the perception that God wanted his children to have. But let's go back in to the reading of Josephus. We are in chapter 3 of um, uh, in, in this particular uh, book. And so let's look at what it says as they're moving in and the response of the children of Israel with each situation that comes up. Because you remember, we have the outcome. We know what happens to them, uh, all of them. We know that the Bible says that God got angry with them in Hebrews chapter 11, and he swore he was so angry. He said, these people will never ever come into my rest, and I'm going to take them all out. And he took them all out because of their perception of every situation, you know, that comes up in our life. And we know some of these people, all they see is the negative things. Trust me, I know I was married to one of them for many years, and oh my God, it used to drive me nuts. Um, I remember as a young married couple coming in, we had four kids. It was a tough start, if you will, you know. And uh, I remember my wife at the time came to us and came to me and said, we have no milk or something like that. And um, uh, God was working with me at the time, and he was trying to help me to adjust 
how I speak about certain things. And um, and what she had said, I told her, I said, no, we need to correct. We need to start working on our um, uh, the words that we release because we've known as we are studying uh, and we've been living on this planet for many years, many, many of us. It tells us that one of the principles, this is not a Christian principle, by the way. This just is a principle. This is a principle in every single religion. And, you know, and God says that we, okay, the words that come out of our mouth are powerful. They have death and life. They can do things. That's why I can't understand why these people don't understand uh, about words. Words, we are going to be judged before God the Father based on the words that we speak. If that doesn't tell you that it's serious, I don't know what will. But people play with words as if it's just something to play with, but it is probably the one of the most dangerous things on the planet because it brings forth life and death. So you have to respect what you you how you speak. And so... Um, I told her, uh, I think she said, we don't have any money to buy something like that, something like of that sort, the negative thing. And I told her, I said, no, don't say that at this time, you know. Uh, and so I have, I was trying to teach her to change the way how she perceives things, how she talk about things, how she sees the situation. And it never happened. We got a divorce as well. Uh, as a result of many things, but that was one of them. It, it's like I couldn't be on there because it was. It just drives you nuts, and it drove God nuts. So I can understand how it drove him nuts because it drove me nuts as well, and I couldn't be around that because I'm not that type of person. So let's take a look and see what uh, how Josephus is continuing to talk about the children of Israel as they're moving through. So we know that um, says, and when they asked what they uh, were to do in order to have the water changed from bitter heat bid the strongest men. So he told them what to do. They did some action, and God began to, and the water became drinkable. So let's, we'll start in, in three. And now, removing from thence, they came to Elim, and we read that in um, the book of Josephus, and we read that also in uh, the Bible, chapter 15, I believe it was, in Exodus. Uh, they came to Elim, which place looked well at a distance for there was a grove of palm tree we talked about this the palm tree and how they became uh, uh they were blaming moses as a result for the palm tree do you get what i'm saying so many of us are that crazy man people uh that's how they look at situations all the time they are the blamers my mother my father my grandmother the dog the cat um, everybody did everything to me. Uh, we know of a leader right now on the stage. Everyone does everything to him. They ask him, "Do you do? Have you ever done anything wrong?" And the man said, "No." Now, if you haven't done anything wrong in your mind, there is no way that you can ever come out of the state that you're in. How can you come out of that state? You are trapped. And because you're trapped, you cannot move from where you're at. There's no way that you can come out from that state. Perspective is everything. It really is. You got to learn what is, uh, how to look at situations that come into your life. Because guess what? You're alive. 
and situations are going to come to you all day long and how you look at it it's going to really uh, tell a lot of and I used to say to my kids when they're younger the way you look at a situation will determine how long you're in that situation and that is absolutely true and so we see that even when they came to um, this uh, to the place where the uh, palm trees are right there their intention <laughs> was blaming the man that it's not you know that he, it's 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 not able to take care of them all kinds of crazy stuff and so the hebrew always and they wanted to stone him at this point in time and so that's how people are going to react to you those that are always looking at negative looking at life through a negative uh, prism if you will you don't want to be like that you don't want to be like that you want to that's that's not a good way to live man and so uh, it's not a good way to live. It really isn't. So if you're going to live that way, life will be horrible. And I watched my ex-wife. Our life is miserable to this day. Our life is miserable because that is how she sees the world and she can't get out of it. And um, this woman walks with a Bible everywhere, uh, in her hand, in her purse, everywhere has a form of godliness, but no power, denying the power of God. Because the power of God will be able to deliver her if you surrender to him. And those people that are thinking that way, he saw the end result of them. God just couldn't stand it. And he said, I will kill all of you. You will not enter into my rest. You are not going to get there. And so I want to challenge you guys. Anyone that is like that, you need, how can you live that way? Change your perspective. Don't be like that man that says he's never done anything wrong. The Bible tells us that pride comes before a fall. And watch the fall, people. It's going to be great. Because uh, God don't play. Um, he does not play. So you need, to, you need to get that in your mind. God is as serious as they come. Because these principles are set in place. And he can't do anything in it about it at all. Um, there are many books that are older than the Bible that talks about all of these principles way before the I Ching, the the um, you know the Vedas. Uh, there are many different uh, uh, sources that I read from and read that um, all talks about these principles, and these principles are universal. They're not just for Christians. And so um, you need to change your perspective. So let's take a look at this. We're just going to go over this and then we'll go into four. And it says that um, uh, when they came to this place with the palm tree, but when they came there, it appeared that it was a bad place for the palm tree were no more than 70. And there were ill-gotten uh, creeping trees uh, that by the want, the want of water, they had no water, and we talked about that last time. Because the trees were too weak to bear fruit uh, for a want of being uh, um, not, they weren't sufficiently cherished. So they couldn't, they couldn't do nothing. And these people, so they laid the blame on their conductor and made heavy complaint against him and said that this, their miserable, their miserable state and the experience that their adversity were owing to him for that day 
had journeyed an entire 30 days. And so you see, this is where we got that uh, place about them uh, focusing on their present misfortune. So don't do that. Change your life, change your perspective, and God will walk with you. He'll train you. He will show you uh, you've been programmed. But that's okay. The Word of God, the Bible tells us that we ought to be renewing our mind. But as for Moses himself, while the multitude were irritated and bitterly set against him, he cheerfully, <laughs> he cheerfully relied on God. Do you see how this is human behavior, man? How one looks at things in life will determine how you live. He cheerfully when they were the multitude the six the, the uh, i think it was a couple hundred thousand um people several hundred thousand of people were irritated and bitterly set against this man look at this man he cheerfully relied on god and uh, that's that's his answer remember god said that this man was his friend and um, we'll see as we go into uh, a little further on in, in Genesis when God confronted Aaron and, and uh, uh, their sister, uh, Miriam. And God comes and tells them, so you two come to me, you three of you, come, 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 come. And he separated them and he called them into the tent and he said, hey, come, come here, we got to talk. And he said to, to these people, he says, how dare you talk to this man this way? He says, I talk to prophets in their sleep. He said, I, I, you know, I talk to people this way, but him, I talk to him face to face. Who and how dare you? And so God was so angry, he took off and leprosy fell on, on Miriam and Aaron had to go beg Moses, pray to God that God don't take her out. And we're going to see that, the, the reasons as to why that conversation came about because it is uh, very important in today's society. So this is how one becomes victorious in your situation. You that are listening to this podcast, you, if you've gone this far, you, you in your situation, I'm telling you how to get out of it. I'm telling you how to change it. Even if you're not, those that are listening to me that are not Christians, I'm telling you how to get out of your situation. Don't focus on the misfortune, your current misfortune. Don't focus on it. That's not the principle. The principle is that you must be cheerful. You must be relying on God. Some of you that are not born again, you call him the source. You call him all kinds of other names in your belief system. But mine, I call him Father. I don't call him God. He's a God. He's my God, but he's my Father. And I go to him like that. I, every time I get up in the morning, the very first thing I say, good morning, Lord God. Morning, my Father. Morning, Lord Jesus. Lord, in reference to Jesus. And morning, Holy Spirit. But I say, good morning, Father. And I talk, you know, I talk to him. I talk to Jesus. I talk to the Holy Spirit. So I have my relationship with my Father that you guys know him as God, Yahweh, and stuff. But I call him Dad. And so uh, here we have Moses attitude in the same situation he was cheerful being cheerful and being thankful in a state of thankfulness this has nothing to do with christian will bring you in bring victory in your life and bring goodness in your life because whatever you sow 
that's what you're going to reap. If you are sowing, you know, meaning your focus is on your misfortune, you're going to see that and you're not going to see a way out. But if you're cheerful and if you're thankful, you will get a vision of the way out and you'll take it because it is a principle, guys. And so he cheerfully relied on God and upon his consciousness of the care he has taken of these, his own people. So he got in some insight about God's character, about my father's character. You guys call him God. You call him the source. About the character is that he cares. People say the universe, they feel that the universe is hugging them and kissing them and, and um, protecting them, all the different languages that someone would use and so forth. But it tells us in the Bible that God surrounds his people with favor as with a shield, that he is the shield and their buckler. He's their protector. He guards, you know, different things, terminology in the Bible. And so, but upon his consciousness of the care he has taken of these, his own people. So God cares about his peeps. It's just his people are crazy and we are crazy. This is about you and me today. We are nuts, man, because we will turn our back on God who loves us. We turn our back on, on God who loves us, who will die for us and who has died for us. If we do that, we'll turn our back on everybody else. We'll turn our back on ourselves too. And if you turn your back on God, you're turning back on yourself because he says, outside of me, you're dead. So he's talking about eternal life and all those different things. So you guys, don't surround yourself with negative people. Get away from them. Get away from them because they will pull you down. They will make your life miserable. Even God couldn't stand them. Do you understand what I'm talking? Even God himself to tell the read Hebrews chapter 11, the Holy Spirit says, I swore that these people will not enter in. They will not because and we'll see that God lost his mind over them. And it was Moses that saved them when God wanted to destroy them at certain points in time. And Moses kept remembering, reminding him, you... You know, you are conscious of your, that you said that you will take care of your own people. And God, it tells us that God repented in what he said. So God repented because a man told him, you can't take him out. You can't take him out. And so he is a father, just like, and he gets emotional. He talks about the same thing. He says, when he gets emotional, he loses it. And that's why I say to you guys, you can't get emotional. Because God says, I, I, I hate these people who who um, are lukewarm. It's either you're hot or cold. Get out. I'll spit you out of my mouth. Just get away. Pick a side. And so he demands uh, us to pick a side. So we see here as this man, Moses, all these people are losing his mind. He says he remained uh, cheerfully. And because he was relying on his God, he's walking by faith. He's trusting God to be the provider. He's trusting God to be the one that does all the miracles. And upon his consciousness of the care of his people, um, his own people, and he came into the midst of them, even while they clamored against him and had stones in their hand in order to dispatch him. So they want to kill the man. And the man is cheerful. You got to picture that. 
you know, hundreds of thousands of people losing it. This man is cheerful because he relies on God, and he knows of God, and he's conscious that God will take care of his own people. That's all he got. And he walks in to this mess. And they got stones ready to kill. They are all emotionally checked in, if you know what I mean. And so they're going to dispatch of him. Now, he was of an agreeable presence and very able to persuade the people by his speech. His speeches accordingly. He began to um, talk to them. He began to, as they say, began to preach. Okay? He began to mitigate their anger and exhort them not to be over mindful of their present adversity. He's trying to tell them, stop looking at your situation. Stop it. Least they should thereby suffer the benefit that had formerly been bestowed on them to slip out of their memories. Why? Because it tells us that they focus on the present situation and they forgot. They forgot. It hindered their Mem remembering what deliverance they had gotten, as it stated, says earlier. They had then journeyed, um, it says, uh, at this present, they, what is it, I said, um, their attention upon nothing, they fixed their attention upon nothing but their present misfortune. They were hindered from remembering what deliverance they had received from God. And those by the virtue and wisdom of Moses, they are emotionally charged. And because they're fixing their eyes on their present situation, they forgot. And that's what happens to us. We forget everything. We forget about being thankful. We forget about being cheerful. We forget about the principles that need to be put in place in our life, activated so that we can come out of our dark time. Many of you are in dark, dark places. Many of you are looking at the end of a marriage. Many of you are looking at death because of sickness and disease. Many of you are looking at all kinds of stuff, abuse in, in your relationship. You're looking in some dark worlds, man, some dark corners. But I can, I'm telling you how to come out. Um, it, it, here's the principles. Don't look at your situation. Approach it differently. Um, and God will show you a way to come out. He promised to do those type things. But you have to still take care of yourself while you're there. And he said he'll protect you also, but you got to remind him, say, man, you promised me, and that he will take care of it. But I still want you guys to know, Isaiah the prophet got sawed in half, man. And he was one of the most powerful guys on the planet. So things happen, but... Remember that God loves you and that he's here to make sure that you understand that. But he also has given you and I eternal life. And he tells those people that are harmful to us, watch out, I'm coming after you because you've come after my child. You've hurt my kid and I'm going to come after you. So a lot of these people don't understand that God is coming. They think they got it, man. And they don't understand who he is. And that's why I always tell people, I remember 
a man, and I, I told you guys the story. I remember this man came after me, and uh, I, I was so angry and hurt that it, it just pierced me, guys. It hurt me for months of my life. I mean, months I was in pain as a result of what uh, this physician friend of mine had done. And I, it, it broke me for years, years. But I, I went to God and I said, you know, he, this man claims to be your son. And I'm going to leave him up to you. Uh, I, I want, I want judgment to come down on him. I want to, I want all him, I want him to be destroyed. You know how we get, we get a little crazy. But God says, it's okay. It's just that, you know, God is like that too. He gets a little crazy when people are messing with his kids. And so um, I went to him in prayer and I told him, I said, this is your kid. This man is claiming to be yours. I'm not going to touch him. But your word says that you are going to be my protector and you're going to make sure that everything is okay. So I left it and uh, I started pursuing my healing, if you will. And I began to focus more so on that. Um, just to get out of this pain that I was in because I was disappointed. I really respected this gentleman. Um, he was, I considered him one of my, um, a mentor that uh, I had put a lot of faith in because we worked on a project that God had given me um, some insight and I came to him and um, he, you know, yeah, he was a mentor. And uh, it was several years later, uh, someone just popped up. One of my friends went to his office because of the type of business that we did. And she came out and she told me what was going on in his life. And boy, everything that he thought he was, everything was stripped away from him. Every single thing. And so God is mindful of you and how he does. Says for um, for the Lord has a day of vengeance, a year of recompense for uh, the cause, and so God don't play. When people come against his kids, he um, there's a situation in the Bible where God, uh, the children of Israel, were walking through a particular area, and they needed some water, and they refused the water to the children of Israel. They wouldn't give them water to drink. They said, "We're not going to touch you, man," and we'll read that shortly. He said, we're not going to touch you. Uh, we just want some water. And they refused. And the Bible tells us that God judged their generation. Came several generations later and took them out. God remembers everything. Let me take you to a scripture. And the Bible tells us that Second um, uh, Thessalonians 1.6 Seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. Be very mindful of who you touch when you approach Christian kids. I mean, you know the ones, the real ones, not these fake people that call themselves Christian or don't know anything about Jesus Christ. You know the real ones. Don't touch them because God is watching and he promises uh, to do stuff. Remember the children of Israel, God destroyed an entire nation when he brought them out. I believe in my heart of heart that Egypt, the Egypt of old, the antiquities of Egypt, 
Egypt as a nation was destroyed. All those plagues came, wiped out people, their animals. All those plagues didn't come to 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 wipe out the the, um, the children of Israel. It came to deal specifically with the the Egyptians and their gods, and everything. Their cattle were destroyed. They, they, everything. Their the whole place was destroyed when the army that the locust called, the Bible calls them the armies of God came in and took them out. And then it took the firstborn, all of them, cattle, kids, everybody. And we talked about, you know, uh, several families had several kids with different people. If a woman had kids with three or four fathers and that was the firstborn for that man, people were getting wiped out. So they're all their firstborn and their children, men and women, got wiped out. And then the children of Israel took their wealth with them when they were leaving. And then they got all their men killed in, 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 um, in the Red Sea. Only Pharaoh left. It was a total destruction because they messed with God's people, punished them, killed them. Murdered all their their firstborn. Remember, they drowned the kids. They were doing all kinds of stuff, and God repaid them exactly what they did to His people. God destroyed them. God will He does not play, and it tells us in Second Thessalonians one six, seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. Remind God of his word in your situation, that man that is abusing you and your boss that is all those things. You tell God and God will come to your aid. Arise, O God, scripture said. There's a scripture in Psalms that says, let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end. And I remember praying that. I don't know why I'm having this conversation, but someone needs this. I remember praying that on this situation that I had in work. This boss of mine would torture me. It was a sport. And I was, I was broken. And, and, and I remember my mother. My mother was this prayer warrior. She was less than five feet from this thing with something else. And she came to me and she said, son, bring the word in your situation. And she said, here. I use it at work, and it's brought me much good. <laughs> My mother, I miss her. But I took that scripture, and I began to meditate on that thing, and I saw the value of it within my situation. Let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end. And I remember walking the hallways of that business, Quoting that scripture, when this boss started up, I'd look at them and go, okay. And then I'd walk away as they're screaming, I'm murmuring. Let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end. A few, a few weeks, probably. The cops showed up and escorted that boss out of the building because they got fired all of a sudden. Um, that was one incident I can tell you of many, many more. Just like that. Let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end. 
and God showed up and ended that torture because why? It tells us in the scriptures that seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. And those that are troubling you, I pray that you guys bring the word in to assist you. Because God is on your side. Don't keep him out. I know you're praying to him, but invite him with, so he can bring retribution into that as well. My mom used to call them dirty, hairy prayers. And so bring some dirty, hairy prayers. The book of Psalms is in there. Do you know that a lot of the cults use the book of Psalms as their prayer book? The cults. So as a Christian, go and get your book. Read some of his psalms and David talking about Because I'm in the mount, mount of, uh, amongst lions and all these type of stuff. He's talking about spiritual warfare and some harsh places that he was in. Um, back in the day when those guys talked, because you have to remember, they had the knowledge of uh, snakes and with a stick and all this kind of stuff. They weren't playing. These boys don't play stuff. And so you have to began to stand up and bring God in. He's a vengeful God when to attack his kids. And the children of Israel were tortured for 400 plus years um, under this crazy guy. Now, I think it was, remember, the children of Israel were being taken care of by the Egyptians. Um, Joseph was in charge at the time. And I know I mentioned you know, a while ago but when you go back into the books and you begin to study, you see that Joseph was Imhotep. That was his name. Um, and he was the one that was instructing building some of those temples and some of those uh, pyramids and stuff like that. It was Imhotep. So um, anyway, I had to go off. I felt led that I needed to because someone that is a, that is going to listen to this podcast needs this information. and. I'm honored to bring it to you. I pray that you will take it and do what God wants you to do with it and bring him into your situation. Let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end. Go search for it. I can't remember which psalm it is or I would have told you, but this is Second Thessalonians 1, six. Seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them who trouble you. And so I want to thank you guys for listening and following me here at Mystery um, Bible. And we are going to continue next time. I told you guys on the onset that with Josephus, it would be several podcasts. And I knew because of so many stuff that this historian talked about with about the children of Israel, that other vantage point did not talk about it. And we are seeing that uh, Moses went into the well into this well with all these crazy people. And we see how his perception, we see theirs. And so it is very important that you have the right perspective in your situation because you are going to get out of it faster. You'll get answers. You'll see ways out. When you are focused on the problem, you will never, ever, 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 ever see way, a way out. But when you employ cheerfulness, thankfulness, all of these different states, and you bring it in, you will see your eyes will open up and you'll see a way out and you will walk out of your situation with some victory. Try it and see what happens to you and let me know. I want you guys 
Um, if you have prayer requests, just let me know, man. I'll pray for you guys as well. I know there's some Christians that listen to this and none. Those who are not Christians, man, you're going through some hard times. I'll pray for you. I don't care. Um, it doesn't have to uh, be any of that. He, he's my father, and my father will help. He said he'll answer my prayers. So if you need help, um, I will pray for you. Just let me know. And I think my email is there, or you can uh, also have questions on the site as well. Engage and we'll talk and, and uh, grow together. So I want to thank you so much for coming, and I uh, look forward to having in, uh, more conversations with you and insights. As we're moving through the Bible, we are still here in Genesis. We know it's in the Bible's Genesis 15 and 16. We know in Josephus, we did it in um, the uh, the book of Yasher. I think that's 80-something chapter that we are in there. But we'll look at um, this particular uh, vantage point. A couple more, I think maybe one or two more, because there's still a lot more that this historian talks about. It's amazing, guys. So. We'll be, I'll see you guys next week, and I want you guys to remember the reason why we're doing this is so that we can have some insight as to who we are, so that we can truly begin to change this world.